Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real World Productivity Podcast. The title of today's interview is Apps, Apps, and More Apps, Using Technology for Productivity with Francesco D'Alessio. I'm Adam Moody, and today I'm talking with Francesco, a productivity expert, about the tips, methods, and his background as a marketer to see what he knows that can help all of us use technology more effectively. I think that every online entrepreneur should pay attention to what he has to say in order to shortcut their way to success with productivity and get some great results faster. So welcome, Francesco. Hello, Adam. How are you? Quite good. Quite good. Um, really looking forward to this. You know, we were talking, and uh, this is a little inside behind the scenes. We were talking uh, just a minute ago, and it's funny. It's been about a year since uh, we've talked or gotten on a, a video chat. And so this is going to be fun just as much as learning some more and catching up as anything else. It's been too long. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's jump right into this. My my first question is really about your background and experience in the field of productivity so that people in the audience can understand a little bit about who you are, uh, where you're coming from, and maybe um, how, how that you can relate to where they're at. So uh, let's just do that. Do you mind kind of sharing a little bit about yourself in terms of your background or your education and experience in productivity uh, just to kind of get people on the same page? Yeah, sure. So um, just a little background about myself. Um, I am based in the UK. Uh, a, a bit of a different area in the UK, the southwest, which is uh, a bit less. It's not so much like London. It's not busy. It's uh, mm -hmm. quite relaxed. Uh, really nice place to live, though. Um, yeah, and and I think I my weird interest started when I was about fifteen or sixteen years old, and um, I was in class, and uh, I was not doing too well in the year that I was in. So I think I failed the year, which was a real bummer, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a bit of a combination between not taking the right subjects. Um, but anyway, long story short, that summer I sort of went away and uh, I, I said to myself, first of all, I need to get organized. Um, and I sort of jumped to a book called by David Allen called Getting Things Done. And uh, it's sort of a weird book for a 15-year-old to read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um I get that question a lot. And a lot of people at the time were like, what a, what a freak. Um, <laughs> But then I sort of explored the app side of it at the same time, and I got really, really interested in it to, to the point where I was recommending apps to all of my fellow students at the time and people around me, even the teachers, um, and showing them how they could use that app to get organized. And um, over time, um, I was writing blogs on the side, um, and then I headed off to university. Um, and during that time, I decided in my first year of university, I'll create a YouTube channel because I was pretty much blogging about this sort of stuff. Um, and I created a YouTube channel that was dedicated to tutorials on these things. You know, the sort of stuff where you, you know, you go to YouTube and you're looking maybe for a project management app for your company or <laughs> a task manager and you type in YouTube these apps and a review comes up. Um, it's basically try before you buy. Uh, you watch the video and you learn more about the app. I was basically doing these sorts of videos. Um, and over the last three years, I've sort of grown that into what it is today, um, a YouTube channel with a community um, basically called Keep Productive, which is dedicated to discovering and helping you go a bit deeper with apps and resources. Because I think... Um, of course, frameworks, me and you both know, I think, uh, are very, very useful. Uh, and you can go away and learn all that brilliant stuff about being productive in itself. But then 
using and combining yourself with the best apps is also a really fundamental part of the process. So yeah, that's pretty much my backstory. Um, a bit of a weird uh, topic to be interested <laughs> in, right? But um, I guess something that um, I, I got quite interested in and, and just went a bit deeper. Definitely. Well, it looks like it, I mean, obviously it worked out for you and, and yeah, getting things done is not typically a 15 year old book, but I mean, what a powerful <laughs> book for a 15 year old to actually sit down and read. I mean, uh, for myself, yeah. I, I certainly did not read that when I was anywhere close to 15. Uh, <laughs> so obviously that pointed you in the right back or right direction. I guess that's, that's really interesting to me from there. Did you end up, uh, did that really push you towards other things or in terms of books or was it more just Hey, I've got kind of a framework now. I'm going to go out and find the tools that that help me do this. Yeah, so you know, I obviously thought it was helpful to know all of these tools, and and actually, I still keep updated with all these tools. But I really didn't want to just apply it to that. I think at university, I started a business, and then uh, I joined a bunch of startups as well, as well as creating. Um, and, and now working as a freelancer after university straight out. And the, my main goal with all of the tools is to sh sort of show that the, the tools can be helpful to your everyday routine. Like for me, I would say that um, the YouTube channel and things like that and all my knowledge of this is more of a side project mm -hmm. um, in applying it to all of the stuff I do on a daily basis because I think putting it to action is the, the, real, uh, the, the real juice of it, isn't it? Definitely. And that, that's an interesting one. I answered that question for somebody today, and I'm interested in your thoughts. How do yeah. you feel about, you know, productivity apps when somebody or not apps, but tools in general, when somebody says, what tool is going to make me the most productive? What what kind of a response do you have to that? Yeah, no. And I get that question a lot, <laughs> um, whether it's in comments or in emails. Um, and I think it's great that people go out and find the right resource. But um, what I tend to recommend uh, as my sort of baseline policy is uh, have a great foundation with whatever you're doing, because uh, chances are, if you don't, then it's going to crumble. Um, but I I've gotten really sort of deep with apps and, and I can pretty much recommend an app for any type of person just based on a few of their interests mm. and correlating it with the features. But again, it's you're not going to... Um, you know, I think I heard a, a really good quote. I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk who said it uh, a couple of months ago. Um, he said, like, uh, you know, you could give Roger Federer the, the worst racket in the world <laughs> and he would still beat someone with the best racket in the world but with zero skills. It was something along that lines. I probably butchered it. But you can understand where it's coming from. You know, the tools aren't going to make you into the person. It's the person that's going to uh, make the tools. Um, and I think it's it's fundamental that you get that right first. <laughs> Definitely. I 100% agree with you. And I think that's a good one. Yeah, just like Evernote doesn't make, um, you know, the GTD method just happen. You've got to apply it and, and make it happen because you could do it with a piece of paper if you wanted to. It's just the tool makes it easier or faster. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Well, so a little bit about your, you know, your work as uh, what you've done outside of the university. Um, and I have it listed as kind of freelance marketer. Would you, <laughs> before I go any further, do you feel that that's an accurate description or would you say? It uh, yeah, it's, I find it tough to describe my job. Um, I think that the best way I sort of describe it to people is, is like a, a sort of like a one man marketing agency, I guess. <laughs> All right. Have you, so is there anything there? Then that's really good in my mind because it is one man. You're obviously busy when you're working on a project. You've got a lot going on. But is there anything from that kind of, I, 
I'll use this term loosely, but that lifestyle or work life um, that you think you do well that might help others? Um, yeah, I think I'm the, the thing that I would say, first of all, is that I'm fairly new to it. I'm about uh, maybe my one and a half to two years into freelancing. Um, I started when I was uh, just starting my final year, um, maybe a little earlier than that, um, as a way to you know, roll out after university because I knew that I that's what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably say to people who are looking in that sort of space is, is to be quite, I think the thing that I do fairly well is, is be quite genuine with it. Um, the, the, the specialist area that I work in is probably influencer marketing, which is basically, uh, for those who don't know, is reaching out to like YouTubers, creators, podcasters, um, and communicating with them about doing a feature for a company, um, sort of like PR on a small scale, I guess. Um, nice. And uh, I really like doing it. And I think the like you being genuine, um, which I feel that I am um, making relationships with people online, um, it just makes it like really a whole world easier because you can communicate with them and build this really good friendship online. Um, and then you've built up what you need to build up, uh, obviously in the short term, but then in the long term, you, you've made a friend online. So, uh, yeah, I mean, influence marketing is a is a, is an area that I work in, but uh, there's a whole host of other things I get involved in. Cool. All right. So along the same vein, but flipping it around on you a little bit, uh, being kind of a one man one man band, what do you think that something you're like working on? What do you feel there's something that man people should watch out for this that you know or <laughs> you're having to improve on? Um, yeah, I think when I started, um, my work life balance wasn't ideal. I mean, I don't really tend to believe in the perfect work life balance. I think. Uh, from week to week, there's always different things that crop up, um, social events or even a busy week at work. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess the thing that I would note is that just making sure that you control your schedule, uh, you control um, when you're having off time and when you're on, on time well. I think the thing that a lot of people can do well is once they're working is to get in a good flow state which basically if you're in like a coffee shop or you're at home working or you're in an office, it doesn't matter where you are and you're, you're basically killing it. You're doing like three or four hours of solid deep work and that deep work can actually pay huge dividends. And then I guess um, something that I probably am, am slowly improving on is when you have off time, when you're relaxing is making sure that you fully relax and you're not, you know, hovering things in the back of your head about <laughs> about work definitely and i think that's interesting so you said deep work so i'm guessing you've read deep work by cal newport i have yeah i managed to read it just after the summer outstanding so yeah great book and then i like what you said too about kind of turning things off after work and he had an excellent blog post that i can't remember uh the name of but i'll, I'll include the link and it was kind of his end of day routine and that's something that i hadn't done until probably it was about a year maybe a year and a half ago um, and I certainly had, you know, oh, I need to check emails or something would be my my end of day. But since that point, um, you know, I've really instituted something more solid where it's, you know, collecting all the loose ends, organizing them, checking the calendar for the next day. And then, you know, saying something like, OK, mm -hmm. I'm finished with my work for the day and, you know, get up and at least walk away f for a little bit and go do something else. Yeah, I think it's really tough to do that, though. Um, mm -hmm. 
I think that a lot of people, if they go into this sort of space, I guess, they probably will struggle with it. <laughs> um, certainly I did, and it took a bit of time. Um, I did a few things, uh, like, for example, probably like that evening routine. Um, mm -hmm. I do a little bit of that, but um, I do morning routine as well. That is a really nice way to start the day, a, a bit of meditation, a bit of reading, um, try not to touch tech for half an hour and then walk in. But I think that it's all about, you know, learnings and things like that and like you can't get a perfect day like for example today um uh, like 6 30 it is in the uk so it's it's part of my evening time so sometimes with projects that you've got on or interesting things that you work on or or passions that you have you have to dedicate a bit of other time um and that can be sometimes damaging but it can also be sometimes very very rewarding so um yeah, you know, it's a bit, it's a, it, it's a balance, but you know, sometimes an uneven, sometimes a good balance. Definitely, I think that's a good way of looking at it. And I work with some people who don't believe at all in work-life balance, and that's, mm. um, and it, it's balanced, I guess, by the fact that they love what they do, so they don't see it as yeah a balance. And I, I myself do believe it, but as time goes on, I think I'm moving more towards a like you're saying, there's a flow. Um, sometimes you just have to get things done, and that's the way it is. Um, yeah. Or, you know, like this, if you're interested, it's something neat, but it falls outside your routine, you may still take it on, but you just adjust your life so that you, you know, kind of stay towards what you're what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that's it. Like sometimes the, there are periods of times when I get carried away and I, I'm sure it's the same with you. We, we, we're just both two people that are very interested in what we do. So we'll just like, oh, it's it's six o'clock or <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's it's. 6 a.m like you, you sometimes <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you don't know um because you're just getting uh and I'm, i i always fall into that trap sometimes good deal well i've got two more questions for you the first one is what book do you recommend to people what is the one book that you find yourself uh recommending the most uh that's a really good question um i think the obviously uh, getting things done was a good book but i don't think it should be I think at the time it was a good book framework-wise for me to get going. Um, I read a lot of other business slash self-help books around that. Um, but the book I would probably recommend to everyone is just because it it has a combination of practical advice and um, probably like long distance advice is the four hour work week. Um, and I think it sometimes it sounds a bit too cheesy to people like because and and quite unrealistic i guess because somebody's coming from a 40-hour work week to a four-hour work week um i don't really think it's the same sort of thing i think that the principles inside it are really really strong um some sections i'm sort of like oh my god he's gone a bit ott like <laughs> like email like when he uh outsources every single minor item um which can be done and is absolutely fine but um, or like other areas uh, where he sends gifts to his family and it's all. Uh, but anyway, you know, it can get a bit deep. But what I recommend doing is using it as a practical guide to change your thinking around work. Um, one of the things that I did when I read the four hour work week was um, negotiate, starting to negotiate remote working agreements. Mm -hmm. um, and mainly reason why I wanted to do that is because I think that it will be the future of how we work in a sense, because it's amazing how much time is saved when you don't travel, commute, um, or even do like other things outside of that, get distracted in the office necessarily. Of course, there's distractions at home, but like, for example, uh, let's say on my average work day, 
Um, I save half an hour potentially commuting. Um, when I used to work in Birmingham, I was commuting 45 minutes uh, each way. So that's an hour and a half. Um, and of course, I would probably four out of five of those times be doing work during that time because I was in a startup. Um, but um, that hour and a half is very um, unproductive in a sense. So I believe that remote work will be a really fundamental thing. And I think that's probably the, one of the biggest takeaways from the book. Good stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, like you said, with the book, you know, there's something for everyone. Um, it's certainly been a while since I've read it. Um, and I agree that some of the things for myself is it, it, <laughs> stuff that I would never implement. But the idea, I was kind of thinking of this while you're talking about it, kind of being the opposite in a way of the 10x rule of mm -hmm. saying it's interesting to look at how much you could do. Maybe you, you definitely can't implement that all at once, but there's a lot you can do right now to start moving in that direction. Definitely. Um, one final thing on there, I think uh, what Tim does well is it sort of explains it uh, and something that I'm probably going to be focusing a lot in the next year on is he says, uh, take something that you're uh, aiming towards and try and divide the time by two uh, or something of this matter. So, for example, let's say you have a, a 12 month goal is divided by two. Can you do it in six months mm. uh, and making it a reality? So I guess those sort of uh, logic can sometimes be really good. I spoke, I think I spoke to um, Alex from the Modern Health Monk, a really good YouTube channel, actually. Um, he was only speaking the other day. He was saying um, he f whittles down in his day, his work day, uh, work relationships and, and time to only four hours in an effort to uh, make sure that he's only working on the most important stuff. And I think that's like a really good uh, methodology to have. That is good. I like that. <laughs> All right. Last question for the day. What is the one thing that you think anyone could start doing today to increase their productivity or just get better results in their life, whether it's personal or, or business or anything like that? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I would probably, uh, it's a tough one because there's so many places to start. <laughs> yeah. um, I would probably just say, um, take care of i would say like take care of your immediate environment mm -hmm. um uh, i would say to try and not worry too much about things you can't control um i think that like a lot of productivity uh, can be skewed because people go for things they're not in control of and and when you're working on certain projects and you can control them or you have areas that you can control you tend to work a lot better um so i think that would be uh, a sort of goal. I think the thing that I started doing to do that a bit better, um, I, I've only been doing it about a year in a quarter or something like that, but uh, meditating just five to 10 minutes every morning. Um, and it's something that I was very skeptical of when I started, but I found it to be a really a good practice because that's mini break for me in the morning. It sets me up with control as I start my day. I used to start my day by, which I can imagine a lot of us do now, is jumping on emails and and being reactive and and I guess not in control to a sense because you're you're waiting for stuff. Um, and now just a bit of reading and a bit of um, e uh, not emails, <laughs> a bit of meditation and a bit of reading uh, can sometimes just set my day really right. So I would recommend just trying to. Uh, focus on a few things you control and and breathing is uh is one of those things awesome totally totally agree <laughs> well thank you very much for the the time today and before we hop off um i know you've got a lot going on uh you've got your youtube channel um i know you've got a course out you've got some other things so i 
what, if people wanted to find out more about you or about what you're doing, like where, where are some good places to do that? Oh yeah, sure. No, it's been really uh, great being here, uh, Adam. So appreciate for bringing me in. Um, yeah. But yes, um, I think the best place probably to find me would be social media. Um, I'm really active on Twitter um, at Francesco D underscore A L E S. Um, it's a pretty complicated one. Um, yeah, we'll have the stuff in the show notes. Definitely, oh, <laughs> it's the spelling. Um, and then uh, on YouTube, so I do three to four videos a week that are just uh, tutorials or new apps and resources. Uh, so you can come find me there. Um, I started a new Skillshare class, but uh, again, you can find that all on YouTube. Um, and that's all about how to find your perfect to-do list application. So uh, just a note as well, the YouTube's really focused towards the app side of stuff. So if you're maybe looking for the, the frameworks behind it, I'd recommend um, maybe a couple of people like Mike Vardy and, and David Allen to help you around that. But I really just focus on the app side. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Francesco, for a great interview. I am sure I know for myself, uh, I got a lot of value out of this. And I know the audience uh, will, too, when they when they listen. So thank you very much for sharing all this. Yeah, sure. Thanks uh, for having me on, Adam. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Adam Moody with the Productivity Academy. And thanks again for joining us on the Real World Productivity Podcast. I'd like to invite you to check out www.productivity.academy today for more information on how you can better manage your time, become more productive, and just get more effective doing the things that you want to do and achieving the goals that you want. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next podcast.